Hey followers, this is Doug Kenny. I'm with my coach and mentor, Andy McPhee, and we have Brendan Monk with us again, and he's going to tell us what he's been up to since his episode of Relentless and Unstoppable aired. Welcome, Brendan. Thank you, Doug. Yeah, hi, Brendan. How you doing, mate? Welcome to Relentless and Unstoppable, and hi, Doug. How are you doing today in Phoenix, Arizona? Uh, Brendan... You're in Melbourne and I'm in LA. Uh, how, how's all the COVID going in there in um, uh, Melbourne, Brendan? Well, so it got rid of most of it. There hasn't been any cases for a couple of weeks now. So oh, awesome. Yeah. That's great. So it's yeah, going LA's pretty well. Testy now. Oh, We've yeah. got you know, closing mm. a few things down again. But, uh, you know... Um, it's really, I just, when I went to my doctor's appointment a minute ago, just, you know, had a little bit of a, a thing with my eye, which is nothing major, but she told me, and uh, this was really, um, really sort of shocked me a bit. She said, uh, no, COVID, you know, like, we understand we're all frustrated with this. We're frustrated with being told to lock down. We can't go out. We can't do this. But then you hear a story like this and think, Phew, I don't want it. Like her brother is a, he's only 50, completely healthy, nothing wrong with him. He's a bus driver and he got COVID and he, his medical bill was $1 million. Oh gosh. And luckily for his health, uh, you know, copay, what he has, he only had to pay $500. She mentioned to me, and I'm not going to mention her name, but she mentioned to me with, with her healthcare, what she's paying for if that happened to her, she'd have to pay over $100,000 with her, you know, um, with this, the healthcare system that she's on. And I said, what happened? She said he just got COVID. He ended up on a ventilator for, he was oh, in gosh. hospital for over 17 weeks. They don't know what damage has been done to his lungs from, um, you know, COVID or the ventilator. And she said, most people who end up on a ventilator don't end up making it because that's, that's when your body's shutting down. And then she said he was on dialysis. His uh, organs started. And I said, this is all from COVID. She said, yeah. She said, he was nothing wrong with him. And I went, oh, okay, that's a little scary. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, um, and yeah I it's very have, scary. Well, yeah, it is. And, and we all have our view of COVID, right? Like, we're all, we all have a view. I don't know what the right thing. But when you hear things like that and friends of mine who've had it, yeah, it's not like the flu. And I'm no Sorry. expert, but it's not like the flu. Um, mm. When people really get it, it's, it really knocks the heck out of them. So anyway, I'm glad you're okay, Brendan. I'm glad yeah, you're I'm okay, well. Doug. And I'm glad I'm okay yeah. and all our family and friends. So uh, yeah. we just, it, um, you know, this, this does end up going away. The vaccine will help. Um, but uh, anyway, welcome. So just a little bit about both of you, right? Um, I started coaching... Brendan, probably, oh, what would be a couple of years ago, Brendan? I think about uh, probably three years ago, four. Oh, yeah, okay, maybe. so it was a bit long. Yeah, it was a bit longer. Yeah. And uh, uh, you're, you were, you know, if I can say correctly, born with um, uh, autism. And I think it's uh, yeah. high-functioning high autism or Asperger's. Yeah, uh, I call it Asperger's still. Okay. But some people call, call it uh, ASD or oh. high functioning. So okay. yeah, but I'm yeah I'm happy with any name. 
Yeah, well, my, my young son, as you know, uh, my 14 year old, our 14 year old, he's, he's got Asperger's too. Um, God, I hate that word, God. Like, it, it's it's not a disease. It's something. Um, yeah, just, I know. It's just. It's just, really difficult to try and say, especially now with all the political correctness. You don't want to say you've got something. It's just, it's just you were born and, um, you know, diagnosed with uh, whatever. I don't know if you know more about it than. Um, you know what we do, but uh, where do they believe autism is uh, started in the body or Asperger's? It's a, it's a, a rewiring of the brain, like something's not quite uh, connected up correctly. Is that is that a good assumption or not? I think yeah, I think some connections aren't connected. I'm not sure exactly what they're called. Yeah, but um, the neural pathways or something. If I'm just- yeah. I'm just yeah. grabbing stuff out of the air, you know? Yeah. But I think uh, what a good comes from it too. Like, yeah, when you can tell things and know things and I see it as a bit of a gift as well. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, mate. yeah it's a bit of both sides sort of thing. Like it's, yeah. Well, I think, yeah. you know, like there's a lot of people that I'm working with at the moment that are vision impaired and one amazing young guy, he's, I think his 90% vision is gone and I'm coaching him in authoring and writing and, uh, you know, just bringing out the best in him and he's going to university. He wants to be a Islamic priest and he really loves the arts and he's enjoying the work we're doing. So, you know, he's, um, he's got a gift because he shares with us his view of the world from not being able to see it, how we see through art and writing and et cetera. So, um, yeah. It's it's amazing to see people who just, you know, maybe they're born and their back's up against the wall and, you know, you, you're dealing with not being like others, which both of you have shared and Doug shared, you know, what it was like at school um, for him. So it, it's just really, really fantastic to have all the guests we've had on here um, that are, are dealing with something. So uh, we do yeah, know Doug's amazing. story. Yeah. Um, it's quite, uh, oh, sorry, mate. What did you say? It was a delay. Yeah. The, uh, the interviews that you've had have been really amazing. Like the people. Yeah. Had yeah. Well, Chantel, who was on last week, uh, she's an actress. She's on uh, general hospital. She's a regular cast member there and she had a car accident and lost, um, her, I think it was her left arm up to here. She continued on doing her makeup. She continued on acting. She didn't let it stop her. And that could have stopped her mentally. But in order to make, and she does her yoga, she runs, she does marathons. So, like, you know, she said it's funny how an accident like that really uh, pushed her to go beyond what she probably could have done before the accident, you know. But um, it just takes that, that thing to happen in life that can either take us one way or the other. Um, so Doug himself, as you know, he's, he's written eight books. He's an author of two best-selling books on Amazon, uh, Autism, The Journey of an Autism. Um, no, the biography. What was it, Doug? Sorry. The, the, the Amazing Comeback of an Autistic Spokesperson. Yeah, that's it. The Amazing Comeback of an Autism Spokesperson. And Doug, now with uh, what we've been doing, he's going to train himself now to uh, be a coach for autistic people a mentor and a coach down the track so and i'm already in the process of developing my coaching skills in the gym sweet you have to be prepared for exercises that's right 
and you've got to be already like me. Let me ask you, have you left your door? Because your brain will try to you into thinking you can't do it. This is very true. Yes, he is. <laughs> ah, he's funny. You're funny. He said to a guy in the gym the other day, because Doug, well, we'll let people know a little bit. It might be new to the series. Um, Doug was over 320 pounds. Uh, we, he, he started taking care of his sugar addiction and started knocking out sodas from his diet. And then uh, quite a few months ago, we said, look, Doug, let's clean up the, the diet. Let's get rid of all the junk food in the fridge. And he said to his mum, mum, I want to start eating better and healthy. And his mum's probably been trying to tell you that, right? No. So now Doug's on a great diet. He's, uh, he'll tell you a little bit more about that. His smoothies. We said, okay, you're going to start walking. We need you to walk, uh, you know, every day for 30 minutes. Well, now he's running for 30. He's walking for an hour. Oh, he's in awesome. the gym. He's down to 220 pounds. He wants to run a marathon. He wants to bodybuild. So, yes, he will be an incredible mentor and coach to anybody, anybody. Yeah. It definitely is to me. Like, he helps me out and he gives me calls and, yeah, checks yeah. on how I, how I am. And Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's great, mate. Nice. And, yeah. And, and Brendan, can you just give us a little, tell us a little bit about, I mean, are you doing a lot of creative work? We, we do a lot of poetry, writing, and a few acting skills. But can you tell us a little bit about this new work you're doing with horses? I have heard about this, and it's great therapy. Can you share a bit about that with Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I started uh, horse therapy. Um, started to attend and working with horses, like making friends with them and, working with them like I got to um yeah be in contact and uh walked one around and the other one like pats a lot so I used to stand there and pat him and yeah it used to be really yeah helped me a lot and I hope that was helping them like cut be calm and like um yeah know that I'm like does it don't mean any harm and all that sort of stuff and i got pretty close to the horses and everything like that so wow that's really awesome mate yeah and working yeah. with yeah something like an doug animal. um can we just hand it over to you because you guys have been friends for a while um i'd love you to sort of uh you know just get into brendan's world of um this new therapy that he's taken up. It's not new therapy. I think it's been around for a while. And uh, because you're both uh, in a similar, um, a similar world of what you've been dealing with. So Doug, uh, over to you, mate. And uh, um, yeah, so I just have to say, it's very amazing what, what, how humans and animals can bond. Like uh, the other day, there was a near disaster that happened on my computer when, when I almost lost my files because of, you know, the fact that I had too much on my laptop. But what happened was as I had a period of panic because of it, I went out to the living room and my mom and I's new dog that we adopted this year, Bunny, she could tell right away that we were not happy and she was almost just as sad as we were when it happened. Like, 
And I've also noticed that whenever mom and I take Bunny for a for a ride in our car, she always whimpers whenever one of us leaves the car because she's worried, you know, what's going to happen to them. And it's really impressive, Brendan, that you're bonding with animals because I'm an animal lover as well. And I think that's a good path, being an animal lover. Yeah, I th- say the same uh yeah, view on that. Yeah, it's very like, yeah, they sort of sense what you feel and you have this connection like, um, yeah, between you both. You don't have to, or you can talk and all that, but you don't have to talk much. You can just um, sort of have this connection and they sort of feel what you feel and you feel what they feel. And yeah, yeah and I've dealt with yeah. I've dealt with a lot of, you know, I've dealt with what you've dealt with, you know, with autism and, you know, anxiety. And I'm, I'm, I've taken, you know, some steps to help myself do better with my anxiety. Like over the past couple months since I've body built and exercised and eaten healthier, I've been not having any more anxiety for the most part. Every now and then I do have a setback, which mostly takes place in the evenings when, and it usually happens when I'm dehydrated. Like that's when a lot of my anxiety, you know, rises. But for the most part, I've done a better job of, you know, managing the symptoms of my autism. And, you know, I'm glad to see that you're taking a great path to not only help animals live their best life like horses, but to help yourself live a good life as well. And that shows, in my opinion, you know, the world needs to understand, you know, that autistic people are not Peter Pans, you know, they just need a little bit of a confidence boost in order to manage their symptoms. That's true. Yeah. Um, I think it's very important to find what we find, yeah, nat- naturally ha- that helps us and go and do that. It really, yeah, it really helps. And like if you like, if you're like um, interested in something, yeah, it's important to go out and do it and yeah, it helps a lot when you, because it gives you a purpose and yeah, yeah, you feel like you have purpose. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, you have inspired me with, you know, with interacting with horses over the past month or so. And I kind of find myself desiring every now and then to maybe take on that path myself for my own therapy. Like I'm contemplating on it. Yeah, I recommend it. It's very good. Yeah, they're do they have any horse therapy places around where you are? Or well, but, well, there was, yeah. there are horse farms in our area, so they probably would offer it. But mm. in fact, years ago, I was offered the opportunity when I was in high school. I was offered an opportunity for a horse program to help me when I was in the middle of a rough spot, oh, and right. I turned it down. Although looking, knowing what I went through, you know, I kind of regret it. You know, I regret turning it down. And even if it's not horses, like there's dog therapy or anything like that, 
Ike is really good, I think. So. Yeah, Brendan, that's great that you've created a great purpose for yourself in this world in tough times as COVID. But I must also ask you, uh, uh, you're also a guitar soloist on your YouTube channel, and you're also involved in the creative arts, and you're into background acting and guitaring and pretty much and you're also into coffee as well from what i understand i oh yes, yes i must ask you uh how has being involved in the arts helped you mentally well it's big big help because um you get to express yourself and yeah especially through guitar it's amazing and yeah you get to do uh, f- f- you get to put out what you're feeling and yeah, everything like that. So, and I've started on coffee and, um, yeah, making coffees every day for my parents and all that at home and for myself and for friends and all that. So yeah. And family members. That's great to hear. And that goes back to what I do with my own personal, you know, work, like I'm into writing as you and I know, and, writing has been good for me mentally because it's, you know, helped me get my feelings written on paper and I can express myself to people, you know, and, and the same with my drawing style that I have that you've probably seen in my books, you know, I, uh, yes, yes. the way I look at it, art is what happens when you imagine things or when you dream things. And art, like drawing and writing and photography and even filmmaking, it's a way of expressing yourself. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I know, um, you know, with uh, uh, Brendan, uh, a lot of the artwork you're doing is, um, has really helped you, uh, you know, like especially out in, in real life, public, you know, it's helped you express yourself, uh, your guitar that you're playing, I think you are you still coaching people, Brendan? Uh, yes, I've just started again after COVID. Uh, after um, it's cleared up a bit in Melbourne, um, I go go to my friend's house and we do it outside on the porch. Yeah, oh, that's wear, awesome, mate. You don't really have to wear masks at the moment, but I wear one outside anyway. Yeah, yeah. Even though no, it's gone good. pretty much here, but yeah. yeah no, still that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And look, um, yeah, you know, I, I apologize for my uh, lighting here. I'm, um, I'm actually in the car and uh, it's getting a little, it's only five o'clock, but it's getting dark in LA. Um, but this is the good part about this digital world. We can do it anywhere, can't we? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I think we've found out a lot of things what we can do through COVID as well. So yeah, one, like getting together thing. through Zoom and getting yeah. together with family with, you know, precautionary efforts, you know. Yeah. COVID has n- doesn't have to slow you down. You can still enjoy your life even through times like this. You just have yeah. to be a little bit more careful. So, yes. look, guys, um, this little chat that we're having about uh you know how you guys have dealt with um you know 
Asperger's, high functioning autism. What can you, what's one of the biggest hurdles, Doug, I'll ask you first, what's one of the biggest hurdles you had to get over with, you know, being free where you are now to free to write, free to, you know, know that you're capable of doing all the things that you want to do. They may not all work out, but you, you can at least have a go at everything, right? Like whether you run a marathon or not, um, we don't know. And it's, it's the intentions that you have created for yourself to make this happen. Now, uh, having Asperger's or high functioning autism, um, people, some people have said to me, yeah, but he's in the gym training and wants to you know, run a marathon. What, what is that relating to autism? I said, well, the fact is that when you go through life, say, especially at school, you know there's something different, but inside you know you're not different, but it's, it's the way sometimes you act, the way sometimes that you, um, you how, how can I say, Doug, because uh, you, you mentioned at school, the first day at school when you went there, you knew there was something different, but you didn't think there was anything different about you, right? Yeah. So what I'm, what I'm sort of leading to is that, Anyone can train to run a marathon, like, you know, providing you're, you're, you're physically capable to do that. You may, you may not end up finishing the marathon. You may walk. We don't know. But the point is why you're doing this is because you've come out the last few years realizing that your autism doesn't define who you are. You can do whatever you want. Like Janine Shepard, who we had on, she was, uh, you know, a, a paraplegic after her accident. Yet she became a pilot. She became a stunt pilot while she was in a special plastic cast that held her in the seat. But she was a stunt pilot, commercial pilot, and she started training people. So the thing is, whatever we're dealt with in life and every individual, we're all different. There's something that you can, you can still create, you know? Yeah. There's something yeah, that you can, you can really, you know, live life to the fullest, the best you possibly can. So and that's, that's um, my philosophy. You know, I, as a Christian, I believe there is an afterlife, but as far as living on earth, you only live once. And my, I, my philosophy is you need to live your life to the fullest. And if you have a goal in mind, you need to just do it. You need to take the steps necessary to achieve that goal because you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. And my philosophy is, you know, other people may not believe in you, but, you know, it doesn't mean they're right. You know, when I graduated a few years back, I was told by a couple of my instructors, you know, one of them told me, you'll never make it in college. And another one told me, you will never be a well-known author because your writing is just terrible and you know the thing is I have not only proven them wrong I am almost close to getting an associate's degree in college and mm. this year one of my books the blue one the amazing comeback of an autistic spokesperson it was in the top 15 in the United Kingdom and the top 300 internationally for special needs biographies. And, you know, 
I'm not going to lose sleep over what people say about me, but my hope is that if those people that said that stuff about me, if they see me in, in the newspaper or on social media with awards that I win for writing or any accomplishments like that, I do hope to an extent that they'll be willing to eventually admit, you know, we were wrong. Yes.